0: You're hearing the Echoes Podcast, and I'm John DiLoberto. Coming up, I've got a great interview with Lebanese singer Yasmin Hamdan. We interview a lot of great people on the show, Jean-Michel Jarre, Goldfrapp, Suzanne Chani, Ana Sobel, and Pink Floyd. I remember back in the day, I'd have to go through dozens of different magazines to get a range of interviews with artists like that, and even now, you'd have to do a lot of work to get them online. But here they all are, along with so many others, from Jane Sibri to Enigma. In the Echoes Podcast. But features and interviews at this level don't come cheap. You hear them for free, but it takes a lot of money and resources to put them together. We drop about 50 free podcasts a year, so why don't you drop some money into the Echoes Podcast Meter? Do it now at ECHOES.org Once again, that's ECHOES E-C-H-O-E-S dot org O-R-G Thanks, and now, get ready for another great ECHOES interview with Yasmin Hamdan. You're hearing Echoes and I'm John Yasmin Hamdan is a Lebanese-born singer and musician, but she's really an artist of the world, taking her Arabic culture and infusing it with the influences of everyone from the Cocteau Twins to Prince, from old Arabic pop and new electronic music. She's just released her third solo album, Al Jamalat, which shows her expanding her sound and bringing even more attitude to her songs. Hamdan was a child in civil war-torn Beirut. She's grown up all over Europe and the Middle East, and she currently lives in Paris. But despite her well-traveled experience, she says she gets a lot of her ideas from Lebanese taxi drivers.
1: Many of those songs that you've listened to are inspired by conversations I had with Lebanese taxi drivers. So this guy started to lament himself, like really, really not happy about he says, when I drink, I drink too much, when I do this, and I, and I was like, yeah, yeah, continue. And I was taking notes. And then I came back home and I felt that it was a little bit also kind of, it could be me. Uh, I'm so much like that. And eventually I'm so much like that when I'm PMSing. <laughs> so it ended up becoming a PMS a song of, of me or any kind of woman, uh, drama queen, you know. <laughs>
0: That wound up being the tune Asa on her album Al Jamalat. Yasmin Hamdan is in her Paris home talking to me on Skype. She's dressed down on this day, wearing a black tank top. Her long, luxurious brown hair frames a face that holds dark, bottomless eyes. Like many musicians from the Middle East, she is somewhat without country. She just got her French passport, but she seems bound by no land.
1: I was born in Beirut. Civil War, uh, my family left back and forth. I lived my first two years in the desert in La'in, which is in the Emirates. Uh, My father is an engineer, uh, and then Beirut, and then War, and then Abu Dhabi and then we went to Greece but we had to leave and I went to Kuwait and then Saddam Hussein invaded and sent so we had to leave again <laughs> so yeah I had I had a crazy childhood
0: you can hear that unrooted feeling in her music which is based in contemporary electronic sounds that were initially born of necessity
1: because when I started doing music after the civil war you know we didn't even have venues we didn't have Uh, Even musicians to work with. I mean there was one drummer and he was not really fun to work with. So that's why we started doing electronics because we had nobody to work with.
0: She formed a duo called Soap Kills that recorded three albums between 1999 and 2005. Hamdan has always sung in Arabic, and it doesn't bother her that people outside of Arabian countries can't understand the lyrics. She believes the message is carried in the melody and performance, and she even compares herself to Elizabeth Frazier, the glossolalia-inclined singer of the Cocteau Twins. I've
1: never thought of music that music should be understood. I always felt that it's an emotion, it's something that is quite organic and that is about feeling the thing. So I would always uh, tell people that, yeah, you don't always need to know what I'm talking about. And you know, the singer of Cocteau Twins, Elizabeth Fraser, she she, she has many songs where she, that we, she invented her own language uh, eventually and nobody's asking her what she's talking about. And so I would want people to maybe consider sometimes the, the language or the words more in an abstract way.
0: But Hamdan does provide translations to her lyrics and she definitely has some things on her mind when she writes a song like deuce, which seems to be a comment on the Arab Spring.
1: That song talks about hope. The chorus talks about spring for Arabs, but it also underlines the problems which talks. It's the feminine characters that it is denouncing the corruption, the establishment, the leadership. I mean, everything that's been on and on and ever, the manipulation of the political establishment in, 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 in our countries. Uh, and is kind of angry, but always uh, brings hope.
0: There are many elements of the core of Yasmin Hamdan's music, among them a feminist zeal that suffuses most of her lyrics. The title of the album, Al Jamilat, translates as The Beautiful Ones. It's the only lyric she didn't write, but it spoke to her feminist ideals.
1: Yeah, Al Jamilat is, is um, actually it's a poem of Mahmoud Darwish, who is a Palestinian uh, poet. This poem was extremely beautiful and inspiring and also positive, there's something you know, about celebrating woman in a way, and or femininity, and about celebrating diversity, and about imperfection, and it's about beauty in, in contradiction, and about tenderness. It's very tender, and it's full of images, and it, it made me dream.
0: So of course, she turned it into a rock song.
1: I wanted to have something really, like, sexy.
0: Working with producers like Leo Abrahams, a Brian Eno associate, Luke Smith, producer of Depeche Mode, and with side musicians that include Sonic Youth drummer Steve Shelley, Yasmin Hamdan's music straddles worlds. But the root of it is her love of Arabic music.
1: First of all, I'm very much inspired by old Arabic music. My thing is the, 20, the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. It was an obsession for me for years. So, in, in the record and all of the songs, you have Arabic or Eastern instruments, uh, uh, influences, etc., but it's, it's out of context.
0: An example of that is the last song on the album, Tala. It has a doomy electronic rhythm, Egyptian strings, and a vocal arrangement inspired by Prince.
1: And then I imagine the voice being like a texture and not at all a narrative. And I wanted to do something a little bit like Prince, like the harmonies of Prince, with a lot of quirky, weird harmonies. And I w- worked on the harmonies and I kind of destroyed a little bit the voice by slowing it and then making it faster, etc.
0: This kind of pan-global, transgenerational, and cross-technological sound is just another example of how Yasmin Hamdan is both from a very distinct world and part of a greater sphere, and she lives in both simultaneously.
1: So I'm in this in-between, and I know that a lot of people are like me. There's this kind of mixed identity, you have different identities, and you don't want to put Borders between them and you don't want to draw those borders. So I try to bring everybody together
0: Yasmine Hamdan brings a world of music together on her latest album Al Jamalat on Hamdanistan Records Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast today. Go to echoes.org to find out more. I'm John DiLiberto. Be sure to keep an eye out for more Echoes interviews at echoes.org or the Echoes newsletter.